It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are broadcasting live at the University of Washington in Seattle in front of a live studio audience, huh? Not a bad crowd, huh? All right, we have our first special guest with us. What is your name? Bradley McIntosh. Bradley McIntosh. And what is your, uh, what's your deal on this campus? What do you do? Men's soccer. Soccer player. Fantastic. The men's soccer team. Give them a shout out. Any, uh, where, where's your peeps besides the soccer team? You friends with anybody on this side of the room? Um, a couple friends right in here. Uh, I don't know. Right up there, sure. Here we go. Sure. Okay. Everyone, they're all my friends. <laughs> okay, well, Brad, you're going to broadcast live with me and help me read the news. Uh, it, what is your major here? Communications. Communications, and so, do you want to you be on the radio someday or TV? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> you're, you're smart. That uh, industry is really getting small. What do you want to do with your life? Uh, I want to try and play professional soccer if I can. Professional soccer here in the States or uh, yeah, anywhere, really? Anywhere, yeah. Whatever works out. Okay, and what do you say to the football, Americana, the football fans that don't get soccer? Um, I mean, I guess that's just their personal opinion. <laughs> whatever, whatever floats their boat. Okay, okay, okay. very good. Very PC answer of you. Okay, here's your uh, story. Okay. And uh, we go now live to the news desk with Bradley with the news. Just read it. Yeah. The University of Rhode Island freshman basketball player Jonathan Holton arrested for felony video voyeurism after posting videos of sexual encounters on his Facebook page. Have you ever done that? I have not, no. Is that a good idea? No, it is not. Can you imagine the thought process of videotaping a sexual encounter and then <laughs> posting it on your Facebook page? I cannot, no. I, I, this happened. This is a real news story. This basketball player at the University of Rhode Island taped without knowledge of his partner, videotaped it, and put it on his Facebook page. Without knowledge. Well, that's not good. Mm -mm. So for, for, that is not good. You're right, Bradley. Well, that communications major is really coming through for you. <laughs> Here's what jumps out. Okay, it's a felony to uh, videotape and uh, any sort of sexual activity and, and put it anywhere, show it to anybody. Um, okay, let's just say that it was consensual. Let's just imagine that everybody was in on it and everybody agreed, yeah, let's videotape this. You, what pro thought process could go through this young man's mind to think it's okay to put it on his Facebook page? We live in a world where if you put a picture of yourself beer bonging on your Facebook, that could hold you back from getting the job or the career you want in the future. What about a video of you having sex? Uh, I've no idea. Definitely nothing good was going through his mind. I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. In 10 years, you're the manager at a major corporation. His resume comes across your desk. Are no, you going to hire him? Absolutely not. No, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Bradley. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. 
Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. Well, it's The Adam and Adam Show. I'm Adam Ritz, and we're here with Adam Meadows. It's like old days, right? This is the old the old times are revisited. Adam Meadows, former Colt, NFL player, played at the University of Georgia, is nice enough to invite us into his home. We're in Athens, Georgia, in the basement of the Meadows abode. Thank you for having us. You got it, man. Anytime. Uh, when I was on the radio in Indianapolis, we had Adam Meadows on uh, several times. We did some charity work with Mullets for Charity. I still That's get messages right. about that. And uh, this, I guess, has turned into a Where Are They Now piece, with Adam Meadows, one of the most loved Indianapolis Colts of all time. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but that may be a lie. But um, It is not. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of reclusive. I was reclusive in Indy. I love, you know, Courtney and I love doing charity work and uh, obviously love spending time with you and your family and uh, excited to have you here in my basement as we speak. With uh, the Meadows jersey on the wall, we've got the Meadows. This is a, an actual game helmet you wore right. on yeah. the field. Yeah, it's from my, uh, I guess from my last game as a Colt. It's one I wore. Well, if you want to pull out the Sharpie and write, thanks, Adam, and, and I'll take it back to Indianapolis and put it in my basement. That's, that would, a, that's uh, a no, isn't it? That's probably a no. It's probably <laughs> going to devalue the helmet also. So. Now let's go back, since we're in Athens, Georgia, in, in your basement, and that's where the University of Georgia is, and you were a standout at the University of Georgia. Let's talk about, if you can think back uh, to that time in your life when you're on the field at Sanford Stadium, University of Georgia, the Bulldogs. How, at what point did you know, hey, this is going to be the way I'm going to make a living in the early part of my life? I think when you and I were walking across the bridge, you know, yesterday, I, you know, I had, uh, you know, I, I told you that I never thought about going to the NFL until I was probably a junior, kind of midway through my junior year. And, um, you know, it became a reality. It all happened so fast. I mean, fast forward, here we are. You know, that, I got drafted in 1997, and here we are, and, and now I'm a washed-up ex-Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> but, it, you know, it goes by fast, man. Things change rapidly in your life. And when you were with the Colts, you, so you played in the NFL for about 10 years, I'm going to guess, 10, 11? I actually I have nine, uh, nine seasons out of 11 years. I went to, to 11 training camps, but, um, you know, took a two-year hiatus um, of my own will, and then my last year in Denver was 2007, ended up with an injury. And just chose not to continue. I mean, it was kind of at that point, I, you know, felt like everything was an uphill battle. And when you played in Denver, two seasons? I have two credited seasons in Denver, right. Uh, which I think is uncommon for out, out of a 10-year career to spend, you know, 80% of that with one team, uh, which I think is kind of cool, most of it with the Indianapolis Colts. Then you go to Denver. What was that like being a veteran, seasoned veteran, all that you had learned, all that you had known? Did you pass on your knowledge to the youngins? Yeah, good gracious, man. I mean, you know, I sat on my couch for, for two football seasons before going back to, to Denver, and it, was, it wasn't really something I thought out uh, very carefully. I mean, they were – I felt like I had some unfinished business, kind of some demons to exercise, so to speak. And making that decision, I had a short period of time, a short window of time to try to get in some sort of shape, but you can't match the constant preparation and conditioning and, and strength work that you have to do to continue a career. I mean – I was very fortunate, one, when I decided to come back and play again to be able to find a team that would, uh, uh, that would be willing to take me and then to be in a position to be able to start some games for that team. You know, but physically it's just such – the older you get, the harder it becomes. And, you know, it, hey, it was a fight. But, uh, man, I, you know, I exercised those demons and, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Love playing in Denver. And, uh, but nothing's going to replace, you know, the time I spent in Indianapolis. So the RCA Dome – 
which uh, ha was home to the Colts for, for more than 25 years. Uh, it does not exist anymore. Now we have Lucas Oil Stadium. Back to the RCA Dome days, um, when you were on the Colts, any, this is such a cliche question for an NFL player, but what are, what are your, I guess, one single best memory on the field, on the turf, RCA Dome, playing for the Colts? Gosh, you know, my first, our, my first two seasons um, were such a difficult time in Colts history. I know there was a lot of difficult times in Colts history until, you know, for the last decade. Plus, things have been pretty, you know, pretty exciting and pretty uh, have gone well for the team. You know, we, I went 6-26 and 26, my first two seasons there. And I remember December 19th, 1999, um, we, we came from behind. We beat the Washington Redskins. I remember climbing in the stands with, you know, my wife, my dad, my mom was, were there. You know, we, we clinched the division, which was huge for us. You know, we are going to the playoffs after really just stinking. You know, not st sucking. No, I, I remember you know, when two, the Colts sucked, yeah. For two years. And it's, it's just such a great memory for me because I remember being there. My mom and my, my mother and father were there. Um, my wife was pregnant with our first child, Madeline. But it was just such a vivid memory. You know, it was such a um, – we had done so much. And that was really kind of the beginning of – you know, the tide turning for the Colts and the franchise. And they've obviously continued to do a great job. Um, but I was excited to be a part of something. You know, at that time, it was the biggest turnaround in NFL history, going from 3-13 and 13 the previous season to 13-3. and three. And I was just uh, – I felt like that was a – you know, I can remember that vividly. And there's, there's probably a handful of other ones. But for some reason, tying that in with, um, you know, the trials of two years and then the birth of my daughter was something I felt like was really special. How about being in the huddle with Peyton Manning, who uh, has continued to amaze uh, everybody on planet Earth? And when you look back, and uh, let's talk about being at a, an away stadium with the crowd, the noise, the loudness. I mean, inside that huddle, was it almost like dead silence? What was it like in the huddle with Peyton? Yeah, you know, early on in uh, Peyton's career, the first couple of years, we learned to, uh, uh, you know, we learned to communicate really without a snap count, and um, that's become known as a silent count now, and I see every team doing it. Um, so I felt like, uh, you know, that's kind of how we started out with him. And he, you know, you think with age, I mean, it slowed me down tremendously. It slows a lot of guys down. But, man, I mean, he's just kind of gotten you know, more refined with age. And he's seen so much, and you can't really throw anything at him that he hasn't seen before. So um, he's rarely surprised. And he's an incredible talent, and it's really – um, you throw that in with the kind of work ethic that he has, it's really amazing. And um, he's just a fantastic person. And I would not choose uh, – if I could choose any quarterback to be in a huddle with me, I mean, it would be him by far. And obviously I say that after playing with him for seven years, but, um, but, I, but I really feel that way. Now I've done my research. Our, our crack team of investigators here on Sports Related uh, in the Adam Ritz broadcast has uh, discovered that there is a, a holiday in Indianapolis, Adam Meadows Day. It's a one-time shot, Adam. It's a one-time shot. You mean that doesn't happen every year? No, no. There's no parade. There's no confetti <laughs> flying downtown. And oh gosh, no. That was kind of a uh, kind of a one-time shot. We did a fundraiser one night, and the uh, representative from the mayor's office. I think the mayor had a golf match or something. He couldn't make it, so he sent a he sent a scroll with a you know May 9th or whatever it was. And uh, but it was a nice honor. You know, it's nice to be recognized. And but you know that's. You know, doing doing charity work, you know, helping children out, families out. That was, yes, yeah, something I really miss. I think when you're part of a team, you know, that's so community oriented, that's a real asset to an individual to be able to make a difference. So, not you know, kind of not having that to plug into is difficult at times. Um, it really kind of makes your, uh, you know, your your charitable efforts and the paycheck. 
that helps the charitable efforts too. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, you know, it's not always about money. It's generally about, about time and really what you're giving up uh, relative to what you had to help other people. I wasn't sure if you celebrated Adam Meadows Day, like every, like put up the tree and some Adam, Adam Meadows, Meadows ornaments and, uh, and celebrated with your family. Hang the jock straps by the chimney with care. <laughs> that one's for you, honey. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's Adam Meadows do now, today? Well, I spend a lot of time with my, my family. Obviously, we have uh, three daughters. Um, they're 11, 9, 4, and I've got a son who just turned 2 in July. And, cool. um, and we have some, some business interests that are continuing, you know, obviously with the economy being the way it has been really over the last five years, uh, maybe five years plus in, in some areas of the economy with real estate. Um, you know, it's been tough, and, and I, and I um, am very empathetic and sympathetic to, uh, you know, people searching for jobs. And, and I want to be, Courtney and I want to be part of a community where we can create jobs. We want to have, you know, small business mentality to help local people. You know, we, we enjoy working with local people and uh, you know, put money in our community's pockets. But we also cherish our time that, we, um, that we're afforded to be able to spend with our family. Do you miss football? Do you miss training camp? Do you miss three practices a day? I thought you asked if I miss, miss football. Okay, I mean, do, okay. do you yeah. miss football? Uh, oh, man, I, yeah. I mean, I do miss football. I think um, after signing with Carolina in 2004, I do miss football. It's, it's an irreplaceable um, environment as it pertains to uh, you know, your relationships. I think it's the ultimate team sport. And, uh, but there's a lot of things you gain, um, you know, by playing that translate over into the business world, into building relationships and, mm -hmm. and having accountability and being trustworthy. And, and uh, I'm grateful for the experience. Do I miss it? Yeah, absolutely. Do I want to go out there and crack skulls anymore? No, no. not at all. What's your name again? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so the uh, the training camps, the the worst. I guess you know, from playing pro football, we, we as fans know what the best part of it is. The the you know, hands up in the air, jumping up and down after a big victory. Yeah. What, what are some of the worst parts of it? And I can only guess just the pain and tedium of of a training camp. Or, or uh, in your an, words, that's an impressive word. I would not have chosen the word tedium, but sure, I'll throw that in there. You know, it's. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge time commitment, and don't don't get me wrong, it's very rewarding. But sure. uh, but it does, um, you know, there's a lot of risk involved physically. Mm -hmm. uh, they're making a bigger deal out of that nowadays, you know, with the fines that are being levied, uh, you know, for the helmet to helmet contact. Were you um, were you ever fined? No, I was never fined. I never hit anybody hard enough to get fined, Adam. Did, did you? Uh, how about? <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, penalties? Did you ever lead the team uh, in a season for penalties? I don't know if I led the team in penalties. I definitely, I think I led the, the team in false starts and maybe the AFC one or two years. <laughs> but, but those aren't fond memories. I appreciate you asking. Them. We, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I forgot where we were, Adam. But I'm so happy to have you in my basement. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that I don't want to end this interview because I know you're going to punch me in the mouth when we're done. So, uh, well, football misses you. Indianapolis misses you for certain. Uh, anytime you want to come back to Hoosierville, we'd love to have you. You're, you're a loved Colt. Uh, this city loves their Colts, and you're one of them, so you're loved forever in Indianapolis. Well, I appreciate that. Courtney and I had a wonderful time there, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we do still get back. You know, obviously I get to see you every now and then, and uh, it's fun to watch our children grow up, and, uh, mm -hmm. and it's fun to get back and, you know, and see games every now and then. You know, I've got the – the uh, the Sunday ticket, so I don't miss a Colts game. You know, I'm always watching the Colts play, and and uh, you know, I always uh, have a special place in my heart, and my wife will too, uh, for Indiana and Indianapolis. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. We're blessed to have Lee Lonzo as our guest today. Hi, Lee. Hi, Adam. It's great to be back with you. 
You're a friend of the show, and I, I'm uh, I'm so happy to have you as a resource for what we talk about concerning bullying and hazing. We touch on a lot of social issues with this radio show, and we lean on experts to provide uh, insight to these issues. And you are an expert within uh, the bullying and hazing arena. Um, you own and operate Lee Lonzo Consulting. You're also the program director for uh, the Kickoff Program, which is a mentoring. Um, I guess, company entity with high school uh, seniors mentoring the incoming freshmen. So you're doing a lot of great stuff with high school students and student athletes. Um, and we bring you back on the show to talk uh, more about bullying and hazing. Are there any hot buttons happening uh, in your world that we need to know about? Well, <clears throat> yeah, Adam, uh, it, it's that time of year. It's it's the exciting time of year. Uh, Friday nights all across the country, people are getting really excited about high school football. And if you're involved in any of the numerous fall sports, it's a really exciting time. The downside to that is that's usually when hazing on athletic teams rears its ugly head. So uh, that that's my hot spot right now. That's what we're talking about. It always seems that hazing or uh the it's a crime too i think that's uh that's one of the things kids um just don't get is hazing it's a criminal act and i think i'm pretty sure it's a felony too if you're involved with hazing well here here's the way it works adam uh 42 of the 50 states have an anti-hazing statute on the books and they're all different but here's where the kids really get messed up um if I lay my hands on you, that's either assault or battery, depending on what state you're in, and, and that does rise to a felony. So when I start grabbing kids, holding them down, doing anything that they may consider horseplay, it's not horseplay, because as soon as I put my hands on somebody else, it's a crime. That's assault. Yeah, ab- a- absolutely. And a lot of these stories we see, at least with the college level, I work with a lot with college athletics, I'm amazed at how many student-athletes do something criminal and mindless and stupid three days before the first game of the year. What, what is it about, you know, you mentioned it's high school football season. We're underway. It's the beginning of the season. What, is it the electricity, the excitement? Why are kids making bad decisions, especially in high school locker rooms? Well, uh, really, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Let, let's first of all verify that that is happening. While all this excitement's going on, there's been a couple of national stories that have caught the news. One is a high school in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, the week of opening night, they had to forfeit the game because of a uh, alleged hazing incident. They obviously thought it, there was enough credence to it. They just forfeited the game. There's police involved investigating it, and all of the coaches have been under uh, certain uh, disciplinary action for what they did. Wow. takes time away from the, the, the football coaches, the athletic director, the principal. This is raised all the way to the superintendent level. So that's in Memphis, Tennessee, and at the same time over in Brentwood, California, same type thing going on. They didn't forfeit the first game, but they, they played it without five of their seniors who were under investigation. Once again, the police are involved. So it is happening right now. Now, here's what I think is the answer to your question. It's not the excitement. One of the things that characterizes hazing is it's an initiation. It's you have to do this to earn your stripes, to be be one of us. So every time you start a new season, that's typically when you see it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have it in the middle of a season because I've certainly had to deal with it. But uh, typically, it's right at the beginning of the season. Okay, we've we've made it through two-a-days. We're getting ready for the first game. Oh, wait a second. Those freshmen haven't quite earned their stripes yet. We're going to do something to them. And that's why you see it this time of year. 
Lee Lonzo is our guest, a hazing expert. We're talking about hazing, uh, especially at the high school level with high school, uh, the fall sports season now underway. Uh, and it's, it happens. I mean, people want to, I guess, turn their, their head to look the other way. But it's happening, probably happening at, at your high school. Uh, what can, I guess, the parents and the teachers do about this to forward think before something tragic happens? Sure. Well, well, first of all, let's talk about whether or not it really is happening at your school. And the chances are yes. I know a lot of parents and coaches and athletic directors want to think it's not happening. But there's been a couple of studies recently. I think last time I was with you, I talked about the Alford study that said 48% of all kids who were involved in high school activities were hazed. It was repeated that I recently found in a, in a 2009 study by the University of Maine, same thing, 47% statistically insignificant. So it is happening. I mean, kids are getting hazed. Uh, just because it hasn't happened at your high school yet or it hasn't come out at your high school yet probably means you have it. Uh, but what can they do? Well, there's a lot of great things, and maybe we can talk about this in future episodes. But uh, the first thing I'd like to talk about is... is making coaches aware that they're sometimes adding to the problem. And here's what I mean. Most coaches want to make it special for the seniors. They need senior leadership. And sometimes they give away privileges to the seniors and they become kind of entitlements. You haven't really earned it. And I don't spend enough time saying with this privilege comes responsibility. So you get some some kind of hang-on seniors who haven't really added that much to the program, but now they're seniors, now they think they can. They are entitled, and they decide they're going to take it out on the freshmen. Well, as a coach, as an athletic director, you've got to make it really clear you're going to have privileges, but one of the biggest responsibilities you have is to bring this team together, not divide it, and certainly not do anything that's going to detract from what we're all about and what we believe in. So the coaches need to know about this with their senior class and the leadership. What do the seniors need to know about this? Well, uh, that's really interesting, Adam, because that, that's what I'm spending a lot of time doing right now. I, I'm working with high schools. They bring to be, together senior leaders, senior captains, and oftentimes it's a captain's council. And, and we have a great time. That's one of the things you have to realize. This is not a negative topic. This is a very positive topic where we can talk about leadership skills. We can talk about the things that they need to do. We can talk about the values that they cherish. And in a lot of cases, I'm going in and I'm saying, okay, I know there's some negative things out there that are associated with this initiation, how can we replace them with something that's positive, something that reflects the values of what you're all about? Some of the most uh, <clears throat> ingenious have been, let's do some community service. Let's bring the team together as a group. Let's go out and, 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 and go to the senior nursing home. Or let's, uh, let's help kids out at Riley Children's Hospital. Let's bring ourselves together with something that we can be proud of instead of something that we're going to have to hide because it's really a distraction to what we, we're all about. Lee Lonzo is our guest, national expert in hazing, works with high school student-athletes. Before I let you go, I wanted to bring up a story that, um, that I follow from, from some of the arenas I work with from a high school student-athlete perspective. And anybody listening to this, especially if you have a son or daughter in high school, please go Google Tony Farmer. Tony Farmer, it, I, sh I was going to say was or is, I, I, I guess I should say was, was a top 100 high school basketball recruit out of Ohio. Um, getting ready to start his senior year this year. Recruited by Michigan State 
Illinois, big, huge Division I colleges. This guy's six foot seven. He's got his life in front of him, and it's going to be a beautiful life. When he goes, you get a Division I scholarship to Michigan State that's been to 17 Final Fours in the last six weeks. <laughs> he was just convicted of domestic violence after beating up his girlfriend and sentenced to three years in prison. And this video of him in court getting sentenced to three years in prison, he can't believe it. He still doesn't accept responsibility, no accountability. He, his knees buckle, he collapses in court. And this seven, eight, he's 18. This 18 year old man has now not only victimized a woman by beating her, but has uh, altered the, the remaining 80 years of his life in such an adverse, negative way. It is an unbelievable story and video, and every single high school student-athlete needs to Google Tony Farmer and watch this video and read the story about how his decisions have affected so many lives. So please, I encourage you to look that up too, Lee. I, I will definitely do that. I've heard about that case, and unfortunately you see him and hear about him all across the country. I think we're really doing a disservice to, to our athletes particularly our standout athletes, to, to give them the, this feeling that they are entitled, that they can do no wrong, uh, and it's a disservice to them and their schools and society in general. So great suggestion. I'll go home and look that up, and I hope your listeners do too. Lee Lonzo on Twitter is? At Lee Lonzo. Pretty oh, simple. Just that easy. At Lee Lonzo, and it's L-O-N-Z-O. That's correct. No A in front of it. Okay, well, we'll thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to bringing you back as our hazing expert on uh, The Adam Ritz Show on future episodes. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, and I can't wait to be back. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. We're at Wabash College with our special guest, Dean Michael Raiders. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, and it's Dean, uh, Dean Raiders, and uh, we're here to talk about a Wabash College uh, philanthropy a fundraiser for Special Olympics and, and some of the things you do here on campus. And I'm pretty impressed that you are uh, not only the basketball referee for this charity, uh, but <laughs> that a, one of many. One of many. Uh, talk a little bit about this charity for Special Olympics okay. and what you guys do with this basketball game. Well, it's, a, it's an event sponsored by our Sigma Chi fraternity. It's their philanthropy event. We've got uh, nine national fraternities on campus now, and each of them has one special event per year. Uh, and you know, I'm not a Sigma Chi, but I participate because each of those events, all of us chip in. We're a small enough place where everybody needs to participate. So the Sigma Chi's cannot run the quality uh, and the quantity of the games that they'd like to run without everybody pitching in. So, so yeah, so I, I volunteer to be a, a basketball official. Uh, you know, I can keep up with with that pace uh, for, for those games. I couldn't do, you know high school or college games, but, <laughs> but I can do these guys, and, and it, it's fun, and uh, you know, our guys get a kick out of seeing me running around, being an official, and our director of safety and security uh, doing the same thing, and, and like I said, it's not just us, it's, it's our students, it's, it's uh, members of our community, college community, the Crawfordsville community, everybody pitching in. So I'm assuming it's a basketball tournament. Uh, do these teams pay an, a fee to register, and then all that money goes to the Special Olympics? Uh, actually, it's the Special Olympians themselves that are playing, and so I don't know how the money works, if there's even money exchanged. So it's, it's, we host uh, Special Olympics programs wow. from across the state, uh, and they come here and have a, a day of, of tournament action as well as some skills competitions and again, it's just it's a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic event to see the smiles on those those faces, and and for me to see the smiles on our guys' faces, knowing that they're making a difference. Is there um, online pictures, any sort of video we can watch about that? YouTube or maybe a Facebook page? 
I would think our Sigma Chi chapter probably has photos of that, and, and every year the, our website, our college website, will cover it. Uh, as far as live game action, that's probably up to each individual team okay. that, to do that. But, uh, again, it, it, it's, it's really neat. It's, it's a fantastic cause. It's a fantastic event, and uh, we're more than happy to, to, to help out. That's an amazing story. So uh, we encourage you to Google Sigma Chi Wabash College Special Olympics, and you'll be able to find some footage on this. Our guest is Dean Michael Raiders at Wabash College, and uh, I understand you actually used to be a baseball player here at Wabash College. I was back in the day. You know, back in the day when we played in what was called Mud Hollow, and it earned its name the right uh -huh. way or the wrong way. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's neat. It's a it's a neat uh, situation to be in at, at my alma mater in this role, uh, and and I do think it's helpful to be able to relate to the students. And before we let you go, I got to ask you this question: As dean of students, uh, Michael Raiders at Wabash College, Dean Raiders, what is your I guess favorite part of the film Animal House? <laughs> Concerning Dean Wormer, maybe one of your favorite lines from Dean Wormer. Uh, none of it. I don't like any of it. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, you know, Mr. Blutarski, you have no grade point average. I've had to choke that line back a few times in, in my work. Uh, and, and you know, the, the truth be told, that the the word is that that character was modeled after the dean of students at Dartmouth, who then later became the president at Wabash College. I'll be darned! Strange but true. Strange but true fact. That is go. some amazing information yeah, that you know. only learn on the Adam Ridge Show. <laughs> That's right. Only here. Well, I thank you for your time, and You're we welcome. wish you the best of luck with all your charities here on campus. Again, for more information, Google Wabash College, um, the Sigma Chi Special Olympics charity, and I know there's a lot of other stuff you do here on campus. Definitely worth a look online. Dean Michael Raiders, thank you for, so much for joining us. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.